0: I didn't know if we were started or not. Yeah, no, we're good to go. Dude. All right, I saw this thing the other day. We were just talking about how time's relative, and I saw this thing that showed how high you would jump on all the different planets, and I kind of just always assumed that we were the you worst. Would jump higher, yeah. yeah. Like every planet, you're jumping higher. It's not the case. No. Jupiter, it's like an inch. Yeah, or you're something. not jumping right. hardly at all. I don't
1: think you could even. It would suck to live I on could Jupiter. I jump on well, Jupiter could, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No one else could. What, <laughs> are, are, what would be fun to do on Jupiter? Anything? Like in high gravity? A cannonball?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a
0: good answer. Uh, yeah, like hit someone with a rock. I don't know. Oh, like from <laughs> above them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could probably
1: throw that rock like four inches. You'd have to be really close. <laughs> peeing. I don't oh, know. oh well, yeah. Peeing would be fast, right? Yeah, it'd, probably, just go, yeah, it'd just that's go That's the best answer. It'd be yeah. like
3: rip your leg hair off. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're Tooth and Claw Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm we Wes. Have Wes. And we have Mike. Yep. Wes is our wildlife biologist. Me and Mike are a couple of goofballs. couple of huh. real <laughs> jerk offs. Speaking of that, uh, <laughs> What was the animal? So there's something I just learned, like right before we started recording. Mike made up an animal once yeah. <laughs> on the uh, podcast and yeah. a listener asked him no, what it was. It was
0: before the podcast. It was like years ago. We were on a road trip and Mike said Spangled Tooth Cat. And then he says it all the time and he said it on the <laughs> podcast. And so I got a Patreon question <laughs> from someone that was like, hey, what the hell is a tooth forecat? And I looked it up and I was like, I have no idea. So I sent it toward Mike. But I thought that it was like maybe some thing you had heard on a show or something. It was pure Mike.
1: It was brought up on a road trip. And it's funny that you had to look it up because on the trip, we, you were in the car and you were just automatically out. You're like, that's not real. Yeah. And I tried so hard to get you to believe. And you're just like, no. <laughs> Nope, it's pretty easy for me. (laughs)
3: Uh, I was talking to this guy about animals today. Yeah. And he asked me what the difference between a puma, panther, and a jaguar is. Yeah. And I was like, well, first, pumas are like cougars and mountain lions. Yeah. And already he's getting, like, really confused. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) panthers are like cats that are black. Not necessarily. But then I was wrong about that. I was like, wait, no, that's black panthers. What are panthers? Panthers, like, so a lot of times you use it for
0: the genus Pantera. And it's a lot of different the, cats, right? Yes, yeah. That's so what it, I ended that, up saying. That's like uh, tigers, lions, leopards, jaguars. Uh, I think snow leopards, too. They're all pantera. Yes. So they could all be called panthers.
1: Well, that's what, what? jaguars are. What jaguar. Are jaguars? Sorry, jaguar. Jaguar. Oh, they're the okay. um, same thing.
3: Yeah.
0: So that's an answer he's, for
3: you. He's more confused than okay. before, yeah. yeah. Just for next sure. time, just
0: give him my number. <laughs> Speaking of things that you don't know where they came from, last night I had a dream that I was Peter Pan <laughs>
1: oh,
0: <laughs> and that I was what? fighting Captain
1: Hook. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. Wow. But I couldn't fly and I knew <laughs> that I should be able to fly, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, Were you scared? I was scared. It was scary. Like <laughs> I was full on like sword fighting and I was, I like knew. Did you that,
3: have tight? I, I think Those a little leafy. Yeah, <laughs> but out. I
0: remember thinking like, oh, I shouldn't be Peter Pan because I don't know how to <laughs> sword fight. But then I was doing it, but I felt like something else was like controlling my body. It was very weird. Mm. But I was Peter Pan fighting. That's <laughs> I fun. No idea. Yeah, I that's a good from. dream. Yeah, I like
1: that. Uh, Mike, thanks for the Capri Suns. Yeah. Is it Capri Sun or Capri Sun? Capri. So I asked you guys if I should pick some up on the way to, we're at Jeff's place right now. And Jeff was immediately like, no. So I was like, okay, maybe there's like a reason he doesn't want Capri Suns. I'm just like, I'd be blow on just my choice. Sugar. Mm. But Wes right after said, yes. So I was the tiebreaker. So yeah. I was at, I was at the grocery store for like half an hour tonight. Should I get these or is <laughs> Jeff going to be... Are you mad? mad?
3: Yeah, and I drank one and it wasn't good. Ooh, I thought it was delicious. Pacific cooler.
1: 14% real fruit? 14% free? juice. It just says juice. It could be any kind oh. of juice. Well, <laughs> uh what does that mean? I don't know. It could be. Is milk juice? I, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know what juice means. Like, what? I need but... a definition
3: what yeah you got a juicy story I, for us or i what?
1: have actually a really sad story
3: <laughs> oh for us gosh. today <laughs> um, just keeps getting better yeah <laughs> that is It <laughs> was a great segue <laughs>
0: except um, for
3: this story is sad so yeah it's not.
0: this is kind of a tough one now honestly it's one where i found myself again getting like a tiny bit for klemp when i was researching don't do that uh, to like me. getting a tiny bit emotional is that a word? Um, yeah, I think so. Klempt? For Emotional? For Klempt. Klempt. For okay. I, I don't know All if right. I'm so saying For clemped? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe I'm <laughs> saying it wrong. <laughs> Anyways, it's one that a long time ago, when we were doing our last Mother's Day episode, mom first gave me this story, and she was like, we could do this story because it involves a mom showing some incredible bravery. Shout out, mom. Shout out to our mom. Yeah. Shout out to Mike's mom, too. Yeah. And then- uh, What'd
1: she do? She's just, she was a great lady. We never. Okay. I bet my mom could beat your mom. Could have beat your mom. In what? (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Your mom was too nice. She's a bit of a ragamuffin when she was little.
0: Anyway, so she had she had recommended the story for the Mother's Day episode, but then we both kind of agreed that it was too dark and a little too tough for the Mother's Day episode, and then it's just kind of stuck in my head ever since. It's one I wanted to do. And I just got back from a trip to the Bahamas to see Great Hammerheads. And this story takes place in the Bahamas. So it's just like, seemed like the right time to tell this story. Um, mm-hmm.
1: okay. But
0: it is a hard one. And I do just want to say, it's not that. It happened somewhat recently. It's, pretty, it's a sad one. So I just think we're going to tr- try and do the story justice, but also realize that there's people that were really impacted by this one. Also, I do want to talk, it's a shark story. So, I do want to talk briefly about sharks because every time we do a shark story, I feel like I have to do a tiny disclaimer. It's an animal that a lot of people are afraid of. It's an animal that I think some people feel like the oceans would be better without sharks because their fear is so intense. Oh, no. That's not the case. I'll be on Twitter arguing with those guys. Trust me. Yeah, Jeff loves a Twitter (laughs) argument and he would argue that. We all love sharks. Sharks are really important players in their ecosystems. They're incredibly beautiful, complex animals. They, the more we study about them, the more we learn um, about, like, yeah, that makes sense. That's how, yeah, that's how studying works, right. works. But the more we learn about an animal that honestly, Except like. Except for a Komodo dragon venom. Yeah. Like they still it just gets it more and more confusing. <laughs> um, sharks, what I'm trying to say is, you know, they're an animal that, they're just an onion. It just keeps getting peeled back. We keep learning all these really important lessons about sharks. About the ocean, about oh. the important roles that they
1: play. Do you think that's why Shrek is named Shrek? Because it kind of sounds like shark. I doubt and it. He's an onion. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. You guys never
3: saw Shrek? I saw Shrek, yeah, but I don't. It's remember a stretch. That he so, said he's peeling back an onion of like, <laughs> sh- like layers. <laughs> Not that sharks are an onion. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, if
0: right. you that's really want to explain that, you can explain it, or I can just keep so,
3: going. So
1: donkey. <laughs> Shrek, it. Shrek is like a he's a he's also a complex individual, right. right? And he's like, there's layers, I have layers, and donkey's like, like a cake.
2: And uh-huh.
3: Shrek
1: gets mad because ogres aren't like cakes, they're like onions, he determines. So,
3: okay, and sharks are kind of like onions, yeah, I guess. There so, I guess go. they're kind of like Shrek <laughs> right. infallible <Fine>.
0: logic, <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, they are, they're just really amazing animals. We kill so many of them. They really don't kill that many people or attack that many people. It's like a hundred million Shreks a year.
1: It, yeah, it's close <laughs> to that. I wish it were <laughs> Shreks and not sharks. But uh, can you compare that with like, on an average year, it's like three or four people. Yeah, I think I want to
0: say it's like nine, maybe. Okay, I yeah. don't know. It's not a lot of people. No. And that's worldwide. So it's just, and you consider like there are millions of people entering the ocean every single day. So I'm just not a Shrek fan. I'm just gonna say, it. I'm not a Shrek fan. <laughs> kind of pissed that we started um, talking about Shrek already. You know, right, I my have, bad.
3: We'll come back to that. Okay. All
2: right.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is it's a tricky. This is a tricky story. It, it's one that happened in June 26, two thousand nineteen. So only a few years ago, and it involves this girl Jordan Lindsay, who was on a trip with her family in the Bahamas. They're on the third day of their trip, and she's there with her parents her sister her two brothers and her girlfriend and they're trying to figure out what to do on the third day of their trip and they decided to go to this place called rose island and if you're at all familiar with the bahamas you've probably seen photos or videos of this place because it's really famous for swimming with pigs it's like where you go and they have like the pigs in the water and near the water and everything it's this kind of like feral group of pigs uh, yeah, that yeah, just yeah. always hangs out in the water. Is it
3: Pablo Escobar's old island or I something? I think that's
0: like that? that's no, I think you're you're thinking of the one from Firefest. Fire but yeah. I don't maybe there's multiple islands that have pigs, pigs. But this is the one that like gets a lot of visitation, I believe. Okay, cool. So it's a really popular tourist destination, the Bahamas, one of the more popular spots. There's the swimming pigs and then there's some really great snorkeling nearby too. So they make the decision to try and go to this island, and they had to find a tour operator, and they managed to kind of squeak in and be the last group on this tour, uh, with this group called Shady T- or Sandy Toes, which is a Bahamian company that they ran trips out to the island and other places. So well, that's, that's lucky
3: for them. It
0: wasn't lucky <laughs> for them, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, this was. It, they felt like it was lucky. Sure. But in a lot of the interviews I watched and whatnot, they talked about how it actually, you know, they really wish they would have missed the boat. So as they get to the island, they eat lunch, they're kind of exploring, and they split into two different groups. There are a lot of different activities to choose from, and Jordan's dad, so Jordan's our, our main character, um, she's 21. Her dad, Michael, and the two her two brothers, and then her girlfriend, they decided to stay on the more beachy side of the island and, and hang out with these pigs. And then Jordan and her mom, Cammie, decided to take off and go snorkeling and the water was really clear they had a good visibility day they just wanted to go out into the reef and do a bit of snorkeling so they head off towards this pier this pier area which was kind of been set
1: aside for snorkeling mike it sounds like you got something you want to say well it just sounded like did they cite the reason that they wanted to stay on that side of the island was they the wanted pigs. to be with the pigs i think so that's I kind of <laughs> yeah like i that detail you know i was just there with my friends Hang not with some pigs not at arms.
0: rose island yeah But in the Bahamas, and I do think some people, snorkeling just doesn't really do it for them. Sure. Like, for me, that's all I want to do when I'm in a place that has really clear water and and fish and stuff. I want to dive and snorkel. But for some
3: people, it's like, no, I'm just going to hang with these pigs. I'm a little skeptical of these beaches because, like, in Mexico, there's, like, some beaches where – trigger warning, Mike – there's some awesome like horses running on the beach awesome. and like yeah, and it just <laughs> Whatever, looks yeah. amazing to yeah. like see this horse right by the ocean. Yeah, but then you like get on the beach and there's just horse poop everywhere. Yeah, so I'm that's imagining true. there's pig. There's poop probably pig poop yeah. all over this beach. Yeah. And, I don't know. I, Sandy I toes, like pig-free beaches. I'll try it. Though.
1: Yeah, more like I would go. Yeah, pooey toes. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's what they should call their their tourist group. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk a
0: little bit more about old Sandy toes anyway. So Jordan and her mom, Cammy decide to snorkel rest of the family's on the other side of the small Island. But I think it's like the Island's small enough that I think you could practically yell and hear someone on on the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, Unless it had the gravity of Jupiter and then Jupiter (laughs) and then it wouldn't go very far. Uh, (laughs) all right. So Cammy and Jordan go toward the pier area. That's really hard to say. Pier area where the sandy-toe staff is helping them get suited up and get into the water to snorkel. Nearby, a really powerful and opportunistic predator is gliding through the water, searching for sea turtles, fish, or other potential prey. This predator is following both olfactory and electrical cues, and it was a tiger shark. It's a really formidable hunter, can detect meals from huge distances by smelling them in the water. Generally, they're solitary hunters, but this tiger shark was joined by two other tiger sharks and the trio's right near Rose Island where Jordan and Cammy were just about to enter the water and begin snorkeling. Immediately, as they do enter the water, the three sharks head in that direction to investigate the splashes and the sounds that they're making.
2: Hmm.
0: All right, so a bit about tiger sharks. We've done one tiger shark episode already, which was the Ray Bundy. shipwreck. Yeah, Ray Bundy's shipwreck. He was the one survivor. Mike thinks we've done two. Townsville? That's the one that happened in Townsville. Oh, okay. So
1: that's one in the same?
0: Yep. I should start listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They are the second largest macro predator shark. So when I say macro predator, I mean sharks that aren't like filter feeding and eating like tiny little fish. Sharks that are what we would typically define as predatory. So the largest is a great white, tiger sharks being the second largest. As we've argued about before on this podcast, there are some sharks that overlap in length with tiger sharks and gray whites even a greenland shark being one example of that a great hammerhead being another both of those sharks are smaller size overall and greenland well i shouldn't say both of them greenland sharks are so understudied and underrepresented when we have like specimens that they can't really say even how big they are
2: Mm.
3: but on average tiger sharks are the third biggest shark the second biggest macro predator shark but third biggest shark no You've got whale shark
0: basking shark oh I forgot about um, mega mouth sharks in there somewhere then great white mega mouth I think mega mouth is after great white that's if They're we discovered later. a shark that that's like our <laughs> <Yes. MTR> <laughs> name
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: that's true that's really funny. It'd be like big tooth shark <laughs> uh, spangle yeah. all right so largest measured individuals were a bit over 16 feet. But there are some anecdotal observations of tiger sharks longer than 20 feet. So they can get wow. pretty big. They're, they're a big shark. Females are larger than males. Males rarely exceed 14 feet long. They're found throughout tropical and subtropical oceans. Pretty much if you were just to take a band through like the middle half of the globe, that's where like north and south of the equator, that's where you're most likely to find tiger sharks. They have a really square head and they have a really distinctive coloring. They're predominantly gray on top with a white underside. And they get their name from darker bands that run down their top side resembling a tiger. Those markings tend to fade as they get older. So they're really pronounced in young sharks, but they go away as the sharks get a bit older. All right, well, you two know what I want to talk about, which is reproduction. Uh-huh. <laughs> we haven't really talked too much about shark reproduction. It's pretty interesting. This is how I'm starting to think you pick your
3: episodes. <laughs> just whatever is just like is researching reproduction. When and, it like, has sex. I wonder yeah. if this has attacked anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, so I pulled something straight from a website that I thought was pretty interesting, and the... Uh, it was like a website called ReefQuest Center for Shark Research, but they answer like questions from people. And the question that I, I was googling shark reproduction, and the question that came up in my Google feed was, D- "Why do sharks have two penises?" I was <laughs> like, "Whoa, Whoa. I got to <laughs> read that article." <laughs> and they don't. Um, it's that's kind oh, of a misconception, but they have neat, these man. they have these things called claspers. And they kind of look like fins on male sharks. They're right by... Wes is
3: holding up two, two fingers. fingers like two penises. <laughs> and waving them of... around in the air. <laughs>
0: um, but they're by their like caudal fins, the fins that are right by their tails. And they, they kind of just drag... When you see them just on a shark swimming around, they're up against the shark and they just look like these two long kind of phallic-shaped fins. But when they mate, they actually use them in a really interesting way. And this is from directly from this Reef Quest Center for Shark Research. It says, after communicating its amorous intentions to a sexually re- receptive female shark through <laughs> ritualized swimming and gentle love nips along her back or flanks. A box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah. The, ma- the male grasps one of her pectoral fins in his mouth and arches his body so that the pelvic fins are brought close to hers. Pelvic fins. I said caudal fins, but I meant pelvic fins. Mm-hmm. If the amorous male happened to dock along the left side <laughs> of the female... Shout, shout out to BYU, you dockers, <laughs> BYU students, <laughs> docking. Uh, if he happened to dock along the left side of the female, he flexes his right clasper around the, across the midline of his body and inserts it into her vent or her genital opening. To secure the inserted clasper in place its tip unfolds in complex specific ways often anchoring by way of one or more spike-like clasper spurs so he puts he puts one of those weird-looking fin things which is a clasper it's actually a reproductive organ yeah. into her vent and then it anchors itself with like a spine and then it actually funnels semen into that
3: vent
2: Whoa. Right. Yeah, Okay. it's I'm, pretty
3: interesting. I'm into like a little bit of biting, but I don't know about all that other yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, and tiger shark biting <laughs> wouldn't be great either.
0: <laughs> so female tiger sharks, the, another interesting thing, female tiger sharks are the only member of their family that are ovoviviparous, which means that the eggs hatch inside of the womb and then the young are born live when they're fully developed. So there's eggs like, she has eggs that hatch inside of her And then these pups are born inside of her stomach, and they they hang out in there for sixteen months. Humans, kind of. Kind of. I mean, like the fertilized with humans, it's more like the fertilized egg slowly grows into an embryo and then a fetus and all of that. Yeah. With this, it's like they grow inside of the egg. The egg hatches. A young shark swims out, and then it grows. It develops inside of her belly. Yeah. And then they give birth to live young, like sixteen months later. Man, wow. Which is, And the craziest part, there's 10 to 80 pups. No (laughs) way. Yeah. So imagine like a massive female tiger shark could be swimming around with 80 live pups swimming around in her stomach. That's insane. How big are they at birth? They're pretty small. I I don't know exactly how small, but like I would guess a few inches long. No, a little more than that.
3: How often can they get
0: pregnant? Every three years. Okay. So not that often because they do have such a long... I don't even think you'd call it gestation it would be more like nurturing as they're in their their belly um all right so a couple other things about them they have really distinctive teeth they're sharply serrated and they have a sideways pointing tip a lot of times when you see shark jaws it'll be a tiger shark jaw just because they are so interesting looking so they're kind of like shark jaws have these kind of like arches on the bottom and the top And where those arches meet, the teeth point separate directions from those arches. So it gives tiger shark teeth kind of this saw-like appearance. They look like it's a saw blade almost. Mm. And that makes a lot of sense because they're the ultimate opportunists and they can eat lots of different things. And one of their main food sources are sea turtles. So they need the ability to cut through hard sea turtle shells, through bone, Mm. through lots of stuff. And they're really good at it. They've got the tooth conveyor belt just like pretty much all the sharks we've talked about so far. They lose a tooth. There's another formed one just ready to pop up into its place, which is honestly just such a crazy thing when you think about it. Um, Well, you did it once. I did when I was a kid? Yeah. Yeah, but that like grows. (laughs) Yeah. Like this one's fully formed. (laughs) Yeah, it's different. But yeah, that is a good point. All right. So we've talked about how they have a crazy sense of smell. I wanted to bring up a little bit more specifically how that works. So for sharks, they have these really um, specially designed skin folds that are known as olfactory lamellae. And they're inside their nasal cavity. And they have all these olfactory receptors that detect odor messages. So if there's some sort of chemical or something in the water or an odor, that those lamellae pick up on it. And then they send them electrical. Si- these receptors send electrical signals to neurons within the olfactory bulbs of their brain. Those signals continue into the olfactory tract And then the olfactory lobe of the cerebral hemisphere. So it's kind of a, that's kind of difficult to understand, but essentially it it just means they have a really highly developed sense of smell. They're also very sensitive in that they can pick up scents from very long away. We're not going to add a number or a, a distance to that just because. Everything I read is different. They right. always say, like, some say, like, oh, five miles away, or some yeah. are like, it's a f- half a mile. So I don't really know, so but you it's far. Cut your finger on the moon. Yeah. Exactly. Smell like it's like one smell. molecule <laughs> from five.
2: Oh, uh, let's not say years.
0: one molecule. We can't. Oh, that's a trigger. That's yeah, my bad. <laughs> you guys don't understand molecules. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we're just going to say they can pick up a very small amount of scent from pretty far away. We're going to be very vague about it. All right, one other thing that we need to talk about is Ampule of Lorenzini. Thank you for not asking me to yeah, you know, I I try and pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, actually
3: would have been pretty close.
0: I, I'd actually think i have been saying it wrong in a couple of our episodes where I have saying Ampule de Lorenzini. It's Ampule of Lorenzini. Um, I don't know. Wouldn't
1: they just be like, yeah, Italian Spanish or Spanish? Yeah, or something. yeah,
0: Italian. I think I just was really rolling with it. Yeah, you know, you feeling a little I'm like really feeling the Italian cultured. So there are these electroreceptors found in pits on their sh- on their nose. Often, that's generally where they're found. I found there's this shark, this tiger shark photo that I looked at where you can really clearly see all those pits on their nose, and they're, they're actually really cool looking. Um, and they're used for detecting electrical fields in the water. One thing that I didn't fully understand when I was doing research for this episode, I'm still learning lots of stuff about sharks too, is that I thought they would pick up on these electrical fields from really far away still. And it's more when they're in really close contact with something, they can pick up like heartbeats and everything. They can hear musculature. That's cool. Yeah. So there also is some research that show that they might use ampullae ampullae of Lorenzini to pick up minute electrical fields in the earth and that they might even use them for migration routes. So that's how they migrate, wow. is by following these electrical fields with their ampullae of Lorenzini. Hmm. it So cool to learn how they do. It would be, yeah. A few more things. It's great that they have all these senses because they are one of the more opportunistic sharks. They're widely known for eating sea turtles, especially in places where turtles are really common, but they'll eat just about anything. They'll eat other sharks, dolphins, jellyfish, sea snakes, crustaceans, sea lions, seabirds, Dead whales. Pretty much everything's on the menu for them. There's some crazy stuff that has been found in their stomach, including dogs, goats, sheep, cats, rats, flying foxes, and drumroll, horses. Oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say license plate. They do. I mean, there's like weird non-animate stuff too. That's been fa- inanimate stuff that's been found, like I oil cans. Say pigs. Would- I was wondering about that because I'm not sure, but I'm sure they have at some point. All right. Occasionally people find themselves on that list as well. Since the international shark attack file began keeping records, they have tiger sharks implicated in 103 non-fatal unprovoked attacks and 39 fatal unprovoked attacks. So a total of 142 unprovoked attacks. That's the second most among all shark species, although bull sharks are right there with them and a lot of Attacks where they couldn't identify the species were probably bull sharks. Mm. So it's very likely that bull sharks have attacked more people. But for all intents and purposes, we're going to say for now it's tiger sharks are number two. What's number one, Jeff? Great white sharks.
3: Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And white tips, there's like a little bit of conversation too, right?
0: Oceanic white tip. Because they're they're so they good at deep getting it at shipwreck survivors, they could definitely have killed a lot more than what we think and attacked a lot more than what we think. All right. Generally, but not always, when you hear about a shark attack in Hawaii, it's going to be a tiger shark. They do have other species there, but it's usually tiger sharks. They're also commonly seen
3: in the Bahamas. Mm. That's why you're talking about the Bahamas um, yeah. before, yeah. and tiger sharks before that. That's true. You're you're keeping up. When I was
2: in the <laughs> Bahamas, before that. when we were
0: when <laughs> we went to see the great hammerheads, our dive master was like, "We do have a tiger shark that shows up very often. There's a decent chance we'll see her today." They explained, you know, how that would go if it if it showed up, but they are commonly seen. There. And you wanted it to show up. Oh yeah, more than anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Jordan and her mom have no idea that one of the more dangerous shark species in the world was sharing the reef with them that day. Like any tourist to the Bahamas, they'd probably seen a lot of signs and advertisement for shark dives, shark experiences throughout the islands. So like generally when you're on these little Bahamian islands, you do see everywhere like, oh, dive with sharks, do this with sharks. You know there's sharks out there. They were probably aware that these waters are home to sharks. They probably knew that there was Caribbean reef sharks, hammerheads, a number of different sharks. But because they're in this place where there's all these people, all this tourism, I'm sure they kind of got lulled into this false sense of security that you often do in those places just because everyone's in the water, everyone's playing. The water's crystal clear. It's beautiful. But every time you go in the ocean, you should be aware of the potential that there might be a shark. So they splash through the water, and like a lot of snorkelers, they weren't necessarily right next to each other the whole time they were snorkeling. They're both kind of exploring different parts of the reef within, you know, probably 50 feet of each other, but they're doing their own thing a little bit. And Jordan's not too far from her mother when suddenly something powerful and large grabs her by the right arm, yanking her underneath the water momentarily and then releasing her. And she comes up to the surface and immediately starts screaming. So Cammie, her mom, had her head above the water, and here's her panicked daughter start screaming and yelling, Mom. And she turns around just in time to see her struggling through the water with a large animal right there with her, splashing through the water. And she assumed it was probably dolphins, just because of the way that the animal was swimming around Jordan and kind of going up and out of the water. But the screams really intensified, and she noticed that Jordan was having a really hard time swimming through the water. And she realized that something was really wrong. Jordan's dad, Michael, is on the other side of the island. And he immediately hears that someone was being attacked by a shark near the pier. And they said that it was a teenage girl. She's 21, but she looked really young. And fear just courses through him. And he knew that Jordan and Cammy were snorkeling in that area. And he starts sprinting toward the other side of the island. So Cammy starts swimming toward her daughter. And she realizes that she's being attacked by a shark. And she's screaming at Jordan to keep swimming, but this first bite that the tiger shark had done had almost entirely removed the top part of her arm, and she had, like, hardly any flesh left on her arm. So she's having a really hard time swimming because she really doesn't have much of an arm left. Yeah. Cammie gets to her daughter, and as soon as she grabs onto her, Jordan looks up and says, a second shark is coming. And that would actually be the last words that she would ever say to her mom. Uh, uh. The shark grabs Jordan by her leg, her lower leg, and immediately removes a really large portion of it and then pulls her underwater again. And Cammy's still holding on to her daughter, and she decides that she needs to fight against this shark. So she starts punching it and punching it and punching it. But she describes its head as being so massive that she felt like her punches were totally useless. After fighting for what seemed like a lifetime, but probably was only you know 10 to 20 seconds, the shark finally either adjusts its grip or completely releases Jordan, and Cammy's able to drag her up on the shore. This attack didn't last long. It involved two sharks. There was apparently a third shark in the area too. It was really quick, but she was missing large parts of flesh and muscle from her arm, her leg, and her buttocks. Both her arm and her leg were nearly completely severed in this attack. Yeah. So pretty crazy and it does That's show super sad.
3: Yeah, how
0: su- the serrated shark- teeth.
3: Tiger sharks don't like hunt together or do they?
0: No, so we're going to talk about that a yeah. little bit. It, yeah, crazy just like the thought of having anyone in your family that you have to try and pull them away from a shark as they're trying to escape. Yeah, And then especially someone that you've raised and it's your daughter and you're in this like amazing vacation with them. And then it
1: suddenly turns into such a nightmare right in front of you. Yeah. It's unfathomable. You can (laughs) do. Yeah.
0: And she did everything. And honestly, the thing that I think made me a little bit emotional about it was thinking of how scary that has to be. If you're that mom where, you know, there's two big tiger sharks in the water right in front of you that have just completely bit into your daughter And everything in your body is telling you to get out of the water and you are brave enough to not to swim toward your daughter. Yeah. It's just
3: yeah.
1: Like maternal maternal instinct is something incredible. Something else.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it is like credit to her because like not every parent would do that. Well, no. there's that story with like the Will Ferrell movie with the avalanche, where like the husband just oh, yeah. like force left, <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. like end up getting divorced because he just like left when the avalanche, was yeah, coming. or force majeure was what
0: it was based on. Yeah, that was the original movie that they, I think it was a true story. They Maybe. did an American, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, they pull her up on the beach. She's already starting to lose consciousness. She's quickly bleeding out. The Sandy Toe's staff didn't have any first aid equipment or real first aid training. So they simply covered her with some towels and then they got her loaded onto a boat as quickly as possible. The boat took off toward a dock on a nearby island where an ambulance was waiting. They would called an ambulance and Jordan and Cammy are rushed to the hospital. Somewhere along the way, Jordan dies in the arms of her mom. Uh, her wounds were just way too extreme. Was she, she unconscious the blood. whole time? She was starting to lose consciousness as soon as they got her to the beach so she i mean she was unresponsive by the time they got her on the beach yeah uh so somewhere on that it was either the boat ride or the ambulance ride she died and then when michael got to the hospital the staff was waiting there to tell him that she had passed away so the family was obviously devastated and they immediately did call on sandy toes to do better which i agree with i think you if you're any kind of tour operator in any kind of wilderness or natural setting i do a think ocean. you're responsible for making sure that your staff is prepared with first aid i just think that's like a,
1: a thing you have to have for sure i don't think it we can blame them no. for this death but at the same time yeah it is expected that they could be a little better prepared
0: totally and her family brought up they said they we, no one ever mentioned sharks no one ever said anything about sharks And it's kind of like that one was where I was like, yeah, it's the ocean. You know, I do do think you do need to just realize that if you're in a place like the Bahamas, there's that tiny threat. You know, it had been like 10 years since someone had died in the Bahamas from a shark attack. It's almost negligible. I'm sure Sandy Toes, they had probably never seen a shark in this location or at least a big macro predator shark like this. There's so, really
3: like no ocean that you can complete. Like, there's probably Antarctica or yeah, something, but like a couple places. Beaches people go to, there's always like a tiny, there's risk, the chance, you know? Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. And especially in a uh, the Bahamas are pretty sharky. There's a lot of sharks there. Everywhere I went when I was there, there were sharks, whether it was nurse sharks or bull sharks, hammerheads, they're sharks. Yeah. So I do think Sandy Toes dropped the ball a bit. I do think it was on them to jump into the water and help save Jordan. And they didn't do that. I do think there was more they could have done, but I don't think they're responsible for there being sharks in the ocean right. or for even warning people that they're sharks in the ocean. You guys asked, Jeff, you asked earlier, do, do tiger sharks travel in groups? Yeah. Shark scientists, when they heard about this death, were really curious why, why this had happened because generally they don't, they're generally a really solitary species the times where you do see them in groups are when there's some sort of trigger or attractant to attract a number of sharks and so the common theory of why this attack happened or the factors that led up to this attack is that there was a trigger or an attractant there it could have been as simple as a fisherman cleaning a fish on the back of a boat or someone actually chumming the water trying to get sharks there for whatever reason I don't know if they ever launched an investigation, like a formal investigation, to figure out what might have happened. But I tend to agree that it makes a lot of sense to me if there's three sharks there, that there was some kind of big attractant that was bringing them in. It could even have been like a dead dolphin or something. All right, that's the story. It's pretty short. It was the first fatality there in like 10 years. And then in 2022, a woman was killed by bull sharks in the Bahamas. So there there has been another one since... I actually went into the story thinking it was bull sharks and was surprised to learn that it was tiger
3: sharks. Um, what was that? I think it yeah. a cat. Dinosaur? Okay. Cat. <laughs> just the weirdest noise in I the wanna,
0: background yeah. just now. That's I wanna, I that's gonna, yeah. yeah, so I, I thought it was bull sharks. Um, and I actually, there was only a couple of the articles I read that said tiger shark explicitly, and none of them were that great of sources, so I do want to just plant that seed of doubt that it is possible this was a bull shark and bull sharks it is a little bit more common that they feed in groups than tiger sharks.
2: Okay. So
3: yeah, how was it like ident like how are we sure there's multiple I, sharks and that it was I think someone got a video or a
0: photo and they thought it was a tiger shark mm. or someone that was there was pretty confident that they, that it was a tiger shark. Like other people saw yeah. the sharks. Okay. Yeah. But I just I am not totally sure yeah, it sounds to me much more like a bull shark attack. Shallow water, multiple sharks. Those are things that to me would lean more toward a bull shark. But it's hard to say. All right, you guys got any
3: questions? Um, I thought I, oh wait, did I, What what I just ask you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had one, but I think I just asked.
0: Okay, you we're definitely we're gonna skip out cheese on this one for sure. Mike, do you got you don't got any
1: questions? No, just. Just bad, 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 feelings. bad feelings. You know,
3: yeah, it's, it's just, just so a bad vibe. Yeah. I, I did ask you the one I wanted. Okay. To. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll I will
0: say that um, <laughs> <laughs> this this story does feel very scary. This is something that anyone would think is a very safe thing to do in the Bahamas. Like you're on a tour, you're snorkeling in a place where thousands of people snorkel. But I do want to mention there's a place in the Bahamas called Tiger Beach where you can go and dive where you will encounter tiger sharks almost every single day there, and they don't have incidents. This is a this is a freak incident. It's not something that happens often. On that same level, it is a shark. It's an animal that has that ability to do this to us, and they do deserve that respect. They do deserve, you know, you do want to educate yourself before you go in the ocean in a place where there might be a tiger shark or a great white or a bull shark or any other shark species that could potentially attack you. Right. so that's kind of my my last thing but I agree this is a, it's a hard one yeah it's it's a visual one that's pretty even when I first read it back in May I was like oh God yeah I don't I don't know how to do this one it's
1: I words are a little empty I know but I hope the family is doing okay. Now. Yeah. That's, I know some of the, the toughest way to lose. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. No, off I mean, I don't have any more. What words can I yeah. say? Really? But what
0: I was going to say though, is I did read a little bit more about their recovery. And I know Cammie, especially since she was in the water with Jordan, every time she would close her eyes, she was right back there, which is just oh, man. like that trauma just continues and continues. So hopefully the, the Lindsay family is, is doing okay. And um Yeah. Anyway, so we are going to move on from the story, uh, and we're going to go into our categories, which might be a little more fun. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we've talked about tiger sharks before. I don't know if we did our favorite tiger shark. But what we're going to do this for this one is our favorite movie that's in an island paradise. And you get extra points if you pick The Bahamas. I didn't. Okay. I
3: completely cheated. I didn't even pick a Paradise Island. You cheated? I didn't pick a movie. Oh. Oh, Okay. We're going way (laughs) off the rails. You go then, Jeff. Uh, I just went with Survivor. Okay. I think that. I love love Jeff. Uh, You love a Jeff. Yeah. yeah, He's he's one of the best Jeffs. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on his last name. Probst. Probst. Yeah. Probst. P-R-O-B-S-T. And like. They used to kind of go to, like, different not-tropical places, too. Yeah. And now it's just every season's, like, a tropical island yeah.
0: somewhere. It's always been somewhere warm, right? They've never done They've a cold They've done a one.
3: couple that got kind of cold. Really? Cleared, yeah.
0: But they're always, like, supposed to be warm. They've never gone to, like, Survivor Alaska or no, something. No, no, okay. no. Okay.
3: Do you have a favorite Jeff? Favorite Jeff? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I was thinking maybe going to Jeffrey. Because there's never been a bad Jeffrey, but like Jeff Bezos. Yeah. You shorten Jeff, Jeffrey, Jeffrey right? Dahmer. Well, <laughs> that's, there's an exception, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey Chaucer. I mean,. Jeff Bezos has destroyed the planet and probably killed way more people than Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm not saying (laughs) this. I'm not putting them up against each other, but there's definitely been a bad Jeffrey. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. A real bad Jeffrey. Yeah, I'm sure I'm right. Maybe I'll go Zane. He's like the second best person from One Direction. Zane? Yeah. Is he? Oh, because that's your middle name. I mean, Harry Styles is the best. How do we get to Zane? Because there's no, there's too many bad Jeffs out there. Okay, so you're going with your middle name, (laughs) right? Okay. Uh, all right, but yeah, mine's Survivor. Okay, I love Love Survivor. Survivor. Yeah, great show. Hmm. Mike White, great Survivor guy. Yeah, White Lotus now. Yeah, he's thriving. Oh, he started on Survivor. No, he started on School of Rock. He's I not think that was Shibley. his
1: first
0: movie, though. I think he'd done a lot of stuff before that. Really? Yeah. Ned Schneebly's well, the guy who wrote White I like Lotus. that guy. Yeah. 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 He was on uh, Amazing Race, too. I am so out on all of this, it <laughs> turns out. <laughs> uh, Mike, what's your answer? What's your favorite movie in an island paradise? The Rock. Alcatraz is <laughs> not, not a paradise. paradise. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both
1: failed this assignment. All right. It's such a good movie, though. Whatever. Mike. What's Bay? your favorite
3: line from The Rock? <laughs>
1: Oh, man, Zeus's butthole, for sure. <laughs> I thought you were going to say,
3: what's the one where he just gets so mad? When they're in prison? No. And he's, like, like
1: getting mad at Sean Connery?
3: There's, like, a line where he, like, turns around and is, like... I, I must be right, forgetting right, something. Right. But,
1: yeah. That's a terrible answer.
0: Zeus's butthole. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. That's my answer. <laughs> See, someday in the future, we're going to have a category that you could have used the rock, and now you can't use it. Okay. All right. Okay, well, all right. Uh, I'm going for extra points. If I were just to say my favorite movie in Island Paradise, it would be Jurassic Park or I just Swiss answer Family, that. Or one too Swiss much. Family Robinson. But yeah. I'm constantly saying those movies. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go for the extra points and say Into the Blue, which is set in the Bahamas. Um, is that
1: your favorite? You it, can't. I'm not, but I'm going for extra points. <laughs> can you say The Rock is your favorite well, movie on this island? isn't a competition, okay. is it? You can get, okay, fine. You win, Wes. It's a great Into movie set in the
0: Bahamas. Oh, there's a tiger shark in it too. Oh, um, triple points. Scrabble. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Alba at the time was my my biggest celebrity crush. Uh, and that was the movie where they were just like, hey, this camera's going to love Jessica <laughs> Alba as much as humanly possible. <laughs> uh not as much as me yeah so i it's a
1: fun movie i like that movie um okay yep who's the little guy scott can wow holy scott
0: can's in it (laughs) scott
1: oh yeah jimmy Kahn's little boy yeah the little guy yeah
0: um he's big he's bulky but he's little
3: what's the one that's like a sequel to the the matthew mcconaughey oh shoot fool's gold Fool's Gold, yeah. That's a like, sequel. Like, Trevor. It's kind of like the same actor and actress. It's like a, it's like a hmm. loose oh, Kate sequel. Kate Hudson, okay. Kate Hudson, yeah. All right, okay. Do you That's think for, what about oh. the Island? um am Doctor Captain... Bay, Michael Bay's The Island.
1: Yeah, The Rock. That's okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, The Island. No, we've covered that. Oh, The Island. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Another Michael yeah. Bay. I don't know what that Island is. It's um, not a tropical one. It's not even real. Do you think there's a chance that Johnny Depp got stranded on a Bahamian island in Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, I think they filmed a lot of that in the Bahamas.
0: Actually, that, could, should, that be. should
3: be my choice. Yeah. I love those movies. I
1: think
0: a lot of that was filmed out there. Bahamas are beautiful. Yeah. Like I we had pretty bad weather when we were there. It was cold for half the trip. But man, the visibility was just so nice and the water was like Kool-Aid blue. For the people out there that follow me on Instagram, I posted a few stories, and people were like, there's no way that's the actual color of the water, and it was. You didn't boost saturation no, or anything? It was so blue. It was so cool.
3: Yeah. Wes made this like super hard category... Answered into the blue and just (laughs) got mad at our answers just so he could talk more about his Bahamas. That wasn't why, but it did get me on it. Uh, I caught two iguanas on that trip too, which was
0: fun. Oh, yeah, you got a little cut up, huh? Yeah, I did. They scratched me up real good. All right. Let's go to truth and a lie. So, or sometimes lie and a lie.
2: (laughs) You never know. You never know what it's going to be.
3: It's just more psychological warfare. I'll start. Uh, Go for it. Okay. So, you know the Disney movie Balto? Yes. Balto did lead those dogs for a little bit, but the real hero... And they're, like, bringing some medicine to some sick to kid Nome. or something? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I forget <laughs> they're exactly. They're going to Nome for medicine, yeah. But the real her- hero dog's name was Toto, and Toto led the pack for 260 miles of the trip. Okay. That's, like, almost... I think that's almost like 400 kilometers for our other listeners. Somewhere which which
1: there. part of that is the truth and or lie?
3: Or wait, uh, he's saying yeah
1: that that's. He's I mean,
3: I'm
0: just saying that he's
3: stating a fact. I'm we're both and supposed I have to, to act like they're true. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, you're stating a fact, and I'm supposed to guess which is true and which is right. a lie. Well,
1: I'm throwing you off, aren't I? Okay. Because now
3: I'm in I your guess. Heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, just if that was true or not.
1: Well, I don't. Jeff you, almost answered you there. He pulled up a lot of different. Like, is it the kilometers well, to miles? Well, any of that could if be. Yeah. If you guys really so want to make this hard, single part of what he just went through—if you guys, true or false? Yes. I was, exactly. Okay. That time
3: he's gotten it right every time. I'm <laughs> turning the point. heat
1: up. Yeah. Okay. You ready for this one? Yeah. Capybara. Well known to be the largest rodent, right? Yeah. But did you know that both adult male and female capybaras have the greatest range of size that they can be of any rodent as well? Huh. All right. So I'm going to walk you through my thought process here real
0: quick. I know that Balto wasn't the only dog involved in that. I know there was another dog that was like the main hero and that there's like all these Balto truthers out there that just can't get over that. So I know that Jeff's is at least partially true. I don't know if the dog's name was Toto. I don't know how many kilometers or miles it was. Uh, There's a lot of extra stuff in there. I've been around some really big capybara, like really big ones. And then most of the ones I've seen in the Pantanal are pretty, are differently sized. The ones that I've seen that are really big are like in parks and stuff. Uh, So I'm actually going to say Mike's. Is true and Jeff's is false. Oh uh,
3: dude. You got him, dude. <laughs> finally, finally won. All right. Yes. You got me. <laughs> Yours just had too many variables. Yeah, right? there's there's a, a lot, lot yeah. of moving parts. Yeah. Like, and right. I was like, I just double checked my phone because I was like, was it just 160 <laughs> miles and not 260? But I, I nailed it. All right. Wow. Good job. Yeah, hey, we did. You guys it. got me. All right. So you won the island paradise and we win
2: this. we win this okay Truth and fair all. enough
1: i don't yeah. you know it doesn't have to be
2: all of them don't <laughs> have to be a
0: competition
3: <laughs> just the one you won. all right
0: <laughs> so just because this is kind of a hard story i'll just explain what you should do if you encounter water. yeah let's yeah. do that so if you do encounter a tiger shark if you're in the water and you see it from a ways off what you're going to want to do is calmly as possible get back to the boat or to shore So you don't want to flail around in the water. You don't want to do a full-on sprint swim. You just want to calmly swim back to your boat or to shore if you're able to. So don't flail
1: or splash more than you need to. That's so hard to—if a shark is close to me, it'd be so hard to calmly move to safety. You you are a good
0: swimmer. You're someone who moves— Somewhat fluidly through the water. I think you could do a full
3: on. Okay. Uh, free, I do want to freestyle swim. Yeah. That doesn't apply to the story you told. Cause she didn't see the shark until it pulled her arm down. Right. So we're gonna get to that.
0: I think though, if you like, if you're a, a decent swimmer, a great swim, as hard as you can, whatever. But if you're like in ungainly fins or whatever, and you're not feeling that comfortable. Just keep your eye on the shark and get back to the boat as quickly as you feel comfortable. I really do think I could just swim faster than the you shark. Can, you can't. I promise you you can't. I know you are going to think that for the rest of this podcast, but you—you, you, I promise you you can't. If you have anything at all that you can use to keep in between you and the shark, make sure to use it. I've said that on every shark episode. i always kind of wondered if that was the best advice. It was the first thing they told us on our shark dive was that we had these little PVC pipes, and they're like, if the shark's coming toward you, keep it out in front of you and the shark. You don't really want to poke it with it. You just want to keep it in between you, and it's going to deter it, and it's going to really help you keep that shark away from you.
1: Jurassic World Dominion taught me, I don't even just need a PVC pipe. There. You just <laughs> use your arm. <laughs> just hold it out there. <laughs> it works if you're chris whatever, i wonder though if, if
0: you don't whatever. have
1: anything you might as well it probably would help but
0: like, try to
3: redirect they it. do
0: often try and bite the thing that you're holding out but with the tiger shark it's great that you said that and jeff you was a perfect word use there redirection if a tiger shark comes in close to you their head is square enough and it's like a, a shark head. tends to come in <laughs> yeah it tends to come in slower like a great white often does this ambush attack where it comes in really fast and hard a tiger shark is more of like a slower approach often cuz they're just investigating you and then they decide to take that investigatory bite so you often have a little bit more time to react with them and what you can do is you place your head on top of its head your hand, hand on top of its head and you kind of push your hand down on it and push yourself up and over the shark's head mm. and as you push it away You can keep your arm out and kind of run it down the side of its body to keep that distance and let it know that you're still keeping some distance in between you. Right. That's kind of an expert move. It's not like if you're going into tiger shark habitat, you shouldn't think, well, now I know how to deter a tiger shark. (laughs) You could still very easily get bit trying to do that. To
3: me, too, it seems like it'd be a lot easier to do all of that if you're scuba diving because, like, snorkeling, you just, it's going to be harder to see it coming. It's going to be harder to like position your body where you're not just floating on your stomach, you know.
0: Yeah, I think if you are snorkeling the thing is just keep keep your face underwater, keep watching it. Make sure you have eyes on the shark at all time. Keep forward front like forward facing it. And then if you are attacked, like Jeff mentioned, she was attacked surprised, you know, the shark got her when she didn't realize it was there. If it's attacking you then at that point all you can really do is try and fight back. So you can try and poke eyes. You can try and poke gills. It's not likely that you're going to be able to do it, and you don't want to necessarily like flail around in the water a lot more than you already are. You want to hope that it's just investigating and doesn't want you. But with a tiger shark, they're a lot better at processing bone and weird things and stuff, so they often will continue that attack where a great white is typically going to turn around. Okay, with all sharks talked about this with all of them the best thing you can do is avoid an attack so avoid areas where there might be a trigger or an attractant uh fishing blood in the water a whale carcass or something murky conditions all those things should be avoided when possible swimming at dawn or at dusk also puts you in higher risk so jeff next time we go to hawaii you can't just swim out 200 yards in the middle of the night like you did last time yeah <laughs> or you can if you want since you're faster okay okay <laughs> So that's it for what you should do. Uh, let's get into some listener questions. Let's, you know, let's have some fun on this yeah. episode.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Patreon right. questions. You got that, Jeff. I got that. I got one that I'll say
0: while he's grabbing his. Okay. Uh, this is one we just got from Liana or Liana. I'm not sure how, how to say the name correctly, but it's one of those two. They say, I have a question for the podcast. I've been re-watching Old Wild Boys. Good for you. Yep. Love some Old Wild Boys Nothing and Jackass stuff lately. There's a prank in Jackass 3D where they trick Bam into falling into a pit filled with fake snakes. I remember this prank very well because I had the exact same reaction as Leanna. But then they start dumping actual snakes into the pit too. Was this harmful to the snakes? It kind of bummed me out. Love the podcast. I tell all my friends, check it out. Jeff's anecdotes always make me smile. Thanks. I remember that exact prank it's like they trick Bam and then he's in there and he's like finally calm and then they start throwing real snakes on him and he's down in a hole that's like too deep for him to get out so it's pretty deep and they're just chucking these snakes in there yeah. I did not like that skit at all because yeah. of the same reason they're just throwing snakes on the ground they're not treating them with any respect love the wild boys love the jackass crew but sometimes they're not the best with them they the play a little fast and loose yeah. with
1: their ethics
3: yeah Yeah, when it
1: came to animals.
3: The one in the trailer with the cobra was pretty funny. What was that one? Where they like have Bam go into a trailer Uh and then they lock the door and just like have a cobra in there with him. (laughs) And he had to like go through like this tiny little window (laughs) that like it didn't seem like he could fit through.
0: It, that's pretty good mm, as yeah. long as
3: they're not like chucking them around and stuff it's
1: fine but, yeah yeah shout out to bam hope you're doing better bud yeah yeah, yeah. he's doing
3: better than ryan yeah God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
3: dark but i'm maybe. sorry <laughs> uh all right i got a patreon episode episode oh uh, really <laughs> let's go for it patreon question from alexandra what is the animal you discovered existed and can't stop thinking about it. Mine is the Armadillo lizard. So Armadillo
0: lizards are really cool looking.
3: Yeah. I saw I saw this like really miniature looking squid thing the other day online. Okay. It's like the size of a giant novelty coin or something. But it had all these like tentacles.
1: That's a weird go to comparison for size sake,
3: but I'll accept it. I, what? Yeah, a cookie is the size of a <laughs> yeah, the chocolate you. chip cookie. <laughs> okay, because I've seen some big novelty size <laughs> coins.
0: Um, mine, uh, honestly, like one that comes to mind, and we, this was on our March Madness once, is the insularis viper. I think that's how you say its oh, name. I thought you were gonna say the golden monkeys. I love the snub nosed monkeys. Yeah, I absolutely love, but the insularis ones are the um the bright blue viper that just has like this crazy unnatural blue color and I always I think I had seen photos of them before and always thought it was like photoshopped and then when I learned that that was real and then I follow this guy on Instagram I think his name is Chris Sweet but he lives in Thailand and he just has like hundreds of snakes and he's a keeper and he does a really good job his habitats are always really great and he really cares for them but he has all of these crazy species of Viper that are just so beautiful and brilliantly colored that those are probably the ones I think about the most. I love snakes.
1: Yeah. They're cool. (laughs) I think about axolotls those little yeah. like pink cute lizard amphibious
0: yeah they're they're like in the salamander
1: family I yeah think. once or twice a week their little face smiling face pops into my brain and yeah. i'm just like i'm really happy i'm thinking about this yeah. right now what about the you know? one they you
3: made cute. up do you think of them Spangled Spangled no i think wes <laughs> wes is thinking about <laughs> it it's a lot tooth more than me yeah
0: spangletooth <laughs> yeah. tooth um boar. Yeah. honorable mention for me is cassowary but okay so, uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah honorable mention for me is gaboon viper all right This one's from Margaret, and I'm going to kind of shorten it up here a little bit, but... Sorry, Margaret. Yeah. So, basically, like, there's animals on her bucket list, or their bucket list they want to see. Yeah. And then they're like, what animals would be on our F-it list? Like, F-word list. Yeah. And... Like, literally? She's very, or... she's very, like, clear, like, not talking about, like, oh, okay. sexual Actual. intercourse, but just, like, what animal is eff it? Like, I don't care about seeing this animal. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, what animal would Juju just, like, not cared about seeing? That we haven't seen. Yeah.
1: Probably. Okay. Oh, and that like, we've
3: never seen. Well, she doesn't say that, but... Okay. Yeah, but I mean,
1: like, I would just say, yeah, like, a, a deer. A a horse. or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know?
3: Yeah, I feel like you need to do one that's like, like, you can't just do like an insect, right? Like an ant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That's hard because I really love seeing animals. Yeah, me it's too. It's like my
3: favorite
1: thing in the world. I would say, for me, <laughs> give me a second. I'm going to sneak in there, Wes. I'm going to say a orangutan. Whoa. I don't <laughs> think I'd really care to see one of those. <laughs> I don't think that I have yet.
0: Shocking to me. <laughs>
1: I don't know. The like the ape primate family, whatever they fit into. Yeah. They're all kind of creepy to me. Yeah. That one especially kind of just like I huh. uh, feel a little I get you on the creepiness a thing. Gross after Especially
0: out. after our chimpanzee episode. I almost said chimpanzees. But I think orangutans are so cool. Hmm.
3: I'm going to say like a cool animal that I don't think I'd be too excited about is a water buffalo. Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna.
0: I'll go with the cool animal too. That I just am not that into are those pink water dolphins.
3: Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one. Like the Amazon, Amazon dolphin. They
0: just look Although, like, like like a Salvador if Bali dolphin. If I'm in
3: the Amazon River and I see a dolphin, I'd be yeah. pretty stoked. Me yeah. too. <laughs> I yeah. I just like I like. I seeing don't. Them I don't as, hate that answer, but I'm kay. just playing devil's advocate. A they bit. just look too fleshy. Okay, and now yeah. we're gonna go from Instagram from Moogie Morgan. Wants to know why doesn't Wes like Shrek? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys baited me, didn't you? <laughs>
3: no, Mike had no idea. Oh, he's the one that brought up Shrek. That's so I told funny. you we'd come back to it. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: When animated movies lean too heavily into like pop culture of the time, like especially when it's like in a movie set a long time ago or in like medieval times, but then there's like Matrix sequences. And yeah. like a, a f***ing smash mouth song and stuff. That for me is like, <laughs> it's just too corny. Like to me, Shrek, Shrek was too corny. It was too, like, hey, remember all these things from your lives? We're going to put them all in this movie to make you guys laugh.
1: Yeah. I it's really obnoxious too when they sneak in a bunch of like, oh, here's a joke for you adults Right. I'm going to wink like, at you. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Just be a funny, good movie right. on your own merit. I will say I just watched Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I heard it's amazing. It's delightful. Oh, man. I... <laughs> it's great. We should go see it. Jack. I just
3: yeah. watched a clip from the Shrek movies that's like a spoof on cops. Uh-huh. And it also has like a white Mustang outrunning the, yeah. out the cops. And it's just a horse, oh. and like I thought it was pretty fun. I liked yeah, it. I, I'll give
0: you like if you give me a single clip or something, I'm like haha. But if it's an entire movie,
3: <laughs> yeah, of like I might be ready to try Shrek again. So yeah. I'm for the record, I'm not in on Shrek. I anymore. like in I Am Thanks. Legend how Thanks, he just like has solidarity. Shrek memorized like that's the movie <laughs> he watches all the time. He's like has it, any movie he can watch, and he's just watching Shrek all yeah. the time.
0: Admittedly I will say that I might be mixing Shrek 2 up with Shrek 1 but I'm just not uh,
3: in yeah, to neither No yeah. they're both bangers dude Are you you're in on Track Jeff up just... until 3 Okay so I'm like not all the way in but I don't like, Two, like one of my like biggest crushes of all time we watched Shrek dragon. together because she <laughs> she's like from Mexico, but like she loved Shrek, and she's Uh-oh. like here learning English. Yeah, and we watched Shrek together. It's a good movie like to learn. Maybe that you makes look. me like Shrek more.
0: Yeah, but how did that end out? She had a boyfriend <laughs> that I didn't know about.
3: <laughs> so you I didn't really know. Hate Shrek. Yeah, yeah. no, you're absolved, know. Jeff. All right, Valier, Valier Hammer. Why do you love Patreon peeps more than Apple subscribers? Do we? No. Nah, we love them. No. All our subscribers. The thing is, is Patreon has like a lot of features within the app, so it's easier to gather questions from people on yeah. there and have like more discussion based on. We there. see
1: comments from them.
0: We're allowed to. We can interact with people on right. Patreon, and we also Patreon we, was our first platform that we started outside of the podcast, and it was our first little community. Like, there's still people that joined like two years ago that are still on there. Yeah. And like, I recognize their names and it's just like, if they feel like our friends at this point, they really do. And so for me there, I don't feel any more like, it's not like I, when someone signs up for Patreon, it like matters more, but it's just that we communicate with them. Yeah. And along that same line really quick, just so you guys know, we're a little bit behind on answering some of those Patreon messages. I've been out of town. We've all three been super busy. We're going to get to them. I promise we get to all of them. And it's the three of us that get to those. So you will. Yeah.
3: Um. All right. This one I've done versions of and it's just never ends up funny and we always cut it. So okay. here okay. we okay. go again. <laughs> Alika Smith asks, when do applications open up to be Jeff Tyrone Larson's girlfriend? Oh, great. Here we go again. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm just too busy grinding out <laughs> podcast episodes to really think about relationships. This is like 24/7 grind.
0: I just want him to get a girlfriend so we don't have to answer
2: this question on the podcast anymore. <laughs> right. um,
3: BTW, photograph wants to know African wild dog
0: episode. Maybe they haven't really they're not really an animal that attacks people. When I was working with them, this guy that was working with us got bit because he was being a little too careless with the dog that was only half sedated.
3: But they don't, they're not Maybe really. Maybe more of like a subscriber episode yeah. where we kind of go into more biology. We'll talk about them at some point for sure. Yeah. Laura Rad wants to know, would you rather be twice your height or half your height? Hmm. You'd be like normal size. <laughs> if I was <laughs> half my height. Twice your height. I'm 5'8", <laughs> I'm so, so I would
0: be what? <laughs> be 10, I'd I'd be 11 feet. 11 and something. I'd probably rather be half. Half my height. Me too. Have to be half. Yeah. Now that you said that, yeah. yeah. The you world just, you just can, can still operate, operate anywhere. Exactly. Yeah.
3: yeah. Airplane ride with your it eleven foot. Airplane feet ride tall. would be sweet, dude. Like what? I'm not a super tall
1: person. Oh, like as a sh- when as you're, a like, eleven
3: foot tall person, as a short the person other
1: way I would be. Like, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Really jumped on me there. I, but, um, well, <laughs> I you, understand
0: why you, you would misunderstood think that, what yeah. I was saying. I was just talking to my friends about this, like, but for me, like growing up. It was hard to be short because it was like maybe a little harder to date and play sports and stuff. But now that I have a girlfriend and I don't really care that much about sports, being short is great. Like I fit on planes really well. Yeah. I fit in cars really comfortably. It just doesn't have many downsides. And I'm not even that short. I'm yeah. Like, you're a good short yeah.
3: where it's not like, right. I'm not like, like super short. Something yeah. people comment on. No, or yeah. Something. Yeah. But I don't mind Notable. it at all. I think it's pretty nice. Anyway. Okay. JC wants to know how many holes are in a straw. Two, or just one? That's a good point. I don't know. I guess
2: just
0: one hole. Two. I'm gonna say one. It's just one continuous hole. Would you say there's two holes in a tunnel? One.
3: Here's my argument. Feels right. If you chew close one hole of the straw, there's still an open hole of the straw.
0: Yeah, and then it would have one hole.
3: Huh? Right, but one hole is closed, and you still have one hole that's open. So that, to me, is is like two holes.
0: But then is it a straw anymore? What would it be? I don't know. Half of a straw?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know.
1: Okay. I'm saying one. Shoot. I'm going to be thinking
3: about that way more than I want (laughs) to be. (laughs) Okay. KK Guitars wants to know, Will you guys cover any more shark attacks in the near future? Dude, <laughs> did you not listen to the episode? Come Same on. with the oh, I guess the Shrek thing we had explained. <laughs> <Set up. Yeah. laughs> um, all right, and let's do one more. Burns Babes wants to know, favorite gas station treat? Ooh. For me, it's just a normal classic Reese's. Mm. And classic. Maybe, and
0: maybe like a Red Bull if i'm driving just because i like that extra
3: yeah i'm gonna take it that way i'm gonna say i'm on a big road trip and i'm going like a big bag of peanut butter m ms some black pepper sunflower seeds oh sunflower seeds is yeah yeah it's good for road trips i'm going hot
1: tamales oh yeah you love i love man it's pretty bad i'm i've been eating a lot that's fine you deserve
0: it just whole, like i I
3: don't even chew them i just swallow swallow like a snake (laughs) like you eat a package of candies faster than pretty much anyone i know yeah like sometimes yeah okay (laughs) those caramel apple sugar daddies. that was such a mistake i was like it was a good way for me
1: to like stay awake be i don't know why i was so tired but jeff was kind of sleeping in the next seat over and before I knew it, I just worked my way through it. Oh my gosh! They're we were like just the like bottom, and
3: good. I woke up like half an hour later, yeah. and it was just an empty box. And I was like
1: sweating
0: sugar sure.
3: out. It <laughs> was
0: like I, real suffering. I yeah. had some of those recently in my house, and Jesse was gone, and I was home alone. And I they were they got really like they were really hard, either from being old or like exposed to the air or whatever. And I remember one night I was putting them in this tiny little bowl and microwaving them so they would warm up a little bit so they're soft enough to eat. <laughs> and, like, sitting home alone, eating those out of a bowl that I would taken the time to microwave <laughs> was, like, I just felt so stupid. Pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dumb. Is that it for questions? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for your questions, guys. We're going to go into a quick conservation corner, we've talked a lot about shark conservation our last shark episode, we had some really good feedback from a friend of mine who's a shark scientist that talked a little bit about um, how it's not just shark finning that's facing sharks. It's a lot of other things. And often when we talk about shark finning, we target certain countries, but the U.S., uh, Mexico, a lot of other countries are responsible for a lot of shark fishing. So they are they're classified as near threatened. They're killed as bycatch uh, for their fins, directly targeted also. Um, They're also killed in coals. Sometimes when a shark attacks or something, they'll go out and kill a lot of other sharks. So they are in some trouble. They're near threatened because there are still quite a few of them left, but they have a lot of pressure on them. So again, we want to stress, don't eat shark unless you're positive it's coming from a sustainable fishery. Otherwise, just completely avoid it because um, it it is a meat and a fish that is Um, In a lot of trouble. Yeah. So, all right. We'll do how much do we like this animal? We've done before, but we're going to do it again. I'll start because I remember mine from last time. It's a nine claw animal. I really like tiger sharks. It's as close to a 10 of a nine that that I'll do. Like I really want to give them a 10.
1: 9.9. But
0: I need to be a little bit less generous with my 10s. So I'm going to say nine.
3: I forget what I gave them. I'm looking it up right now. I can't find it. I'm gonna see
1: how close you could get.
3: My ranking of it, yeah. Oh man, I know it's like it's it's can't be too high because it's like my fourth favorite or fifth favorite shark. So I'm gonna say it's like 101, and okay. I'm gonna give it eight.
0: What sharks are ahead
3: of it? Whale, Whale shark. shark, great white, hammerhead, okay. for sure. And then it's probably right around four or five.
1: Okay, uh, I'm giving them a nine as well. All sharks. Basically, I don't think there's a shark I would give lower than a nine, but there are sharks I like more. Okay, I mean tiger sharks are sweet. All sharks are sweet. Okay, I found it, Jeff. What uh, what do you think for your overall ranking for tiger shark that you gave?
3: Oh, uh, well, I just gave one oh one. How close am I?
1: You gave it a fifty two last time. Oh shoot! Right? So within fifty, off.
3: <laughs> I like fifty two. better I'm happy okay. with that answer. Cool. Okay. I'll boost it to a nine. There you go. <laughs> Settled. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everyone
0: for listening. We know this was kind of a, a tough one, but thanks for hanging in there. You know, sometimes these stories are really sad. Mm. And we we still we
1: love you all. We surely do.
0: Right.
3: Love
1: yeah. you guys. Okay. Bye.